Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's Andrea Gunning. And if you haven't heard yet, a lot has been happening with Betrayal. First, we'll be back with season two of Betrayal starting May 18th. And we even have a sneak peek at the end of this episode. Second, Betrayal season one is being turned into a documentary. More details on when and where it will launch, so stay tuned on the feed for updates. Hundreds of Betrayal listeners have reached out to BetrayalPod.com over the past year to share personal stories about their own betrayals. Others have written about knowing Spencer personally. Some of the hardest letters to read have been from Spencer's former students. It's been surprising that so many months after we launched Betrayal, we are still receiving messages from graduates that encountered him during his 20-plus years as a high school teacher. We heard from many women over the last year who wanted to share their experiences with Spencer, but also heard from male students who were deeply affected, like Paul. Paul, it's so nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. <laughs> of course. It was, uh, it was definitely enlightening to hear you know, more about what happened. Well, I'm curious, as a former student, you know, you knew this person pretty well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew Spencer extremely well. You know, he was like a mentor to me even beyond high school. And, you know, hearing the arrest, first of all, 
just a lot of disbelief, didn't really believe it. You know, is this true? And then the arrest comes and it's like, okay, you know, I still am like, is it, it really is it could this really be true like I, I just don't fully believe it until really he's guilty and then you come out the podcast and that's you know i jumped right on like i have to figure out and and hear for myself like what what did he really do did he really do these things people are saying right well and that's one of the questions that i get you know why do you need to know but you do when you know somebody or you think you know somebody and then they turn out totally different. Don't you want to find those answers? Especially how well I knew him after high school. I met up with him past graduation. You know, I helped him with his newer students and, and went back to the school to kind of help teach him and, and teach some of the new students and take care of the lab. So I was very close with him and you know, I considered him a friend of mine. So just hearing it was just such a shock and just really hurtful. I still look at it to this day and, and try to ask myself, how did I not see any of it? What was your experience with him as a teacher? Yeah, he, I mean, he was one of my favorite teachers. I spent any free time I had you know, with him in his room. I worked on the video yearbook for him. I was on the morning show supporting that as well. A lot of extra time outside of the normal school day was spent in that lab working with him on, on different videos and, and that yearbook. So I was extremely close to him during the school year and had nothing but great things to say about him. Paul, what made him a good mentor to you? My original goal out of uh, high school, I was going into video production and he was really helping me understand what's the real world's like, where I can go look for jobs, how I can get into that field and just being a sounding board for, hey, you know, here's what I'm thinking about. Which way should I go? And just helping give me that drive and motivation because I did, I really, you know, at the end of high school, I really didn't know where I wanted to go in life. And he really kind of framed that for me. He portrayed a family man, happy marriage. He had great kids, you know, things that I looked for and I, I wanted myself. So I, you know, I kind of attached to that. Did he always feel like a friend or did that come later? I would say, you know, after graduation is when I really felt like that closer friendship, you know, started to bond because it was no longer a student-teacher relationship. It was, you know, two men, you know, working together, bettering each other, you know, going to see his band play and, you know, so on and so forth. Did you ever um, come to the wine bar? I did. I was at the wine cart when you were just a cart. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, the wine bar and really enjoying seeing that success of a dream come to life. So when you were listening to the podcast, was it hard for you Uh, It was definitely difficult. Um, You know, I would be lying if I didn't say there were some tears just listening that he really did these things and that, you know, these women were coming out about it. The the one episode where I hear his voice, you know, I was just like, I I really just want to call him and just say, why? Like, why are you that kind of person? You know, I had trust in you. I looked up to you and and you really, you know, did these things that I, I just unimaginable, you know, and I put myself in the shoes because I have a five-year-old daughter. Oh, wow. I can't imagine what these, you know, these students have gone through, let alone these other females that he's interacted with. And, and who knows how many are out there out there. I mean, it, it really hit home with me, too, being a father and, and having a, a daughter. I'm sitting here and um, I'm just really sorry that you had to go through that you know, teachers are supposed to be our mentors. So I'm really sorry that that happened to you as well. 
I'm more sorry that it happened to you. I mean, I remember when he got married to you. <laughs> really? You know, I was in his life then, and he seemed so happy. And if I had ever known he was going to do something like, like I wish I could have saved you from going through all of this. I, I don't know how you're doing it. <laughs> you're extremely brave <laughs> and just uh, an amazing person to look up to, to be able to, you know, go through this and unravel all of this lies and and then talk to people about it. You know, that's that's the biggest reason I wanted to be a part of this is I want other females out there that may be dealing with something that isn't right to know that there's people here to help you and to come out and step forward and, you know, make a voice for yourself. Don't be scared and don't be bullied into keeping quiet, you know, and that's really, that's where, that's where it comes from my heart. Like we need more people to speak up and talk about these experiences and make sure this doesn't happen to anybody else as best we can. That's right. I mean, that's the whole point. If you were to run into him on the street, would you say anything to him or would you keep walking? <laughs> That's a funny question. Um, I think if I was by myself and I saw him, I would definitely want to confront him and just stop him and just say, why? I think that's the last piece of closure I don't have is just talking directly to him. I, I'm not going to get an answer I want. Right. But right. for some reason in my mind, I just want to be able to, to just unload my feelings and, and make him understand how I feel. Now, if I was with my family, um, I would probably have to look the other way. I don't want my five-year-old daughter anywhere in the vicinity. Yeah, you know, that last episode where I was able to speak with him the last time, it was just kind of brief because I thought I, I wanted to talk to him. I thought I wanted these answers. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that he's not capable. No. And, and you could hear it in his voice. He truly doesn't think he's done something wrong at this point. He, he really believes his lies. He won't understand anything I say. I won't get the, the closure I truly want, but I will get enough closure of just getting words out and walking away from him and never seeing again, but at least get those last words because it still bothers me. Thank you so much, Paul. I really appreciate your time and um, being willing to speak to me and Jen. I'm an open book with this at this point, because I, I just I want to I want to help any other victims that could be out there from anything, you know, any anyone that's going through something like this. I hope I hope they listen in. And I definitely hope this helps um, them feel comfortable coming forward. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Amber, another graduate of Kell High School, listened to Betrayal and wrote in to share her experiences with Spencer. So Amber, tell me, when did you graduate Cal? 2012 in May. And did you have Spencer as a teacher? I did. I believe I had three classes with him, one sophomore, junior, and senior year, but not my freshman. Up until senior year, I didn't have any sort of vibes or wonderings but when I was approaching graduation, which was in 2012, is when there were a couple incidences that were questionable. He did call me into his closed door office for some random reason, not anything specific to talk to me about. He wanted to show me something cool on a camera, and it was a handheld camera with a flip out screen. So when you're showing that to someone, you're kind of you know, shoulder to shoulder with them. And he had turned the lights out and closed the door so we could see better. But I just remember when he did that, his body was like touching the other side of my body and, you know, him leaning over and showing me this thing with all the lights off. 
my heart started racing and I was like, whoa, this is pretty close. It's pretty dark. And I'm not even focusing on what he's showing me. I'm more wondering why, you know, he's feeling so comfortable being this close to me. Someone had interrupted, actually. Someone had tapped his door and kind of pushed it open. It was another student. And I was kind of like, thank you for opening the door. I'm out of here. When it happened, it felt like an outlier. It was so borderline of it being something passable because what other teacher would have the opportunity to turn the lights off to show someone something like that? Video production had that sort of pass, you know, it was very borderline. Well, and part of that is because of who he was. You know, he was this beloved teacher. So those borderline things were kind of blown off, I think, because it was like, oh, no way it could be Coach Heron. He would never, I feel like. People just trusted him, you know? Exactly. I think also when you have someone who's trustworthy, who can kind of bend the rules and be cool, you don't want to ruin that. You know, obviously that would be him ruining it himself, but you almost just don't want to believe that he would do that because it's, you know, it was such a special class and it didn't deserve to be tainted and abused by his authority. I'm really sorry you had that experience in his office. Was there anything else that you experienced that made you say, this feels off? There were three other times, two while I was in school. One of the times senior year during graduation, I had just gotten a new camera, like handheld digital camera. And of course, I was running around taking pictures with students and teachers And I had someone take a picture of him and I, and he put his hand around my waist and pulled me like up to his body. And I'm super sensitive to touch. So when those things happen, I'm very aware of it. And I remember wondering like, oh, is this how he acts when people graduate and turn 18? Like he feels that he can make a touch like that. Um... That was the last time I had seen him. And then a year later in 2013, in June, he sent me a Facebook message. The first message that he sends me is, I miss my Amy, which is this made up nickname based off of my name with a bunch of exclamation points. He's never called it to me before. And him saying, I miss you, and then using this made-up nickname, I I was just really confused. And again, was just like, is this just how he talks to grad students? Like, he just suddenly switches to this, like, flirty person that uses nicknames. And then we were talking a little bit about what I was studying in school. And then, again, he just switches back and goes, you know, I just knew how special you were. I always knew just how special you were. The last message he sent me was, hey, babe, what's up? That's just not something that is appropriate at all. Is there anything that you want to share that's important for people to hear? I feel like the takeaway from this could be that we should have more of these conversations and students should have 
more confidants and more people that they feel safe confiding in when it comes to sexual harassment or anything insinuating sexual conduct that is inappropriate in any way. I think that's a really good message. And thank you so much for your time, Amber. I I can't thank you enough. And thanks to you guys, our betrayal community. And get ready. We'll be back with season two of Betrayal starting May 18th. It's about a new betrayal that rarely ever is spoken about, but we'll confront it head on. Here's a sneak peek. My husband and I were opening a business. His first job was that very next day. One of the clients had asked if they could Venmo him. So he'd called me that morning, September 29th, 2021. He was like, I need you to set up my business Venmo. And I was like, all right. Username and password for whatever email is connected to your Venmo. So he sent me the login for his iCloud. And as I'm signing in, he frantically calls me back. He was like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll do it together when we get home. Like, I'm sorry. It's going to be too much. Like, don't do it. I knew by the tenor of his voice that he was trying to hide something. I thought maybe he bought something they didn't want me to know about. There was nothing in his photos. And then I scrolled down, and that's when I saw a hidden folder. And I opened it. You know when you open your photos, it's going to show you like a whole bunch of them at once? I slammed my computer shut. What the hell did I just see? That's season two of Betrayal. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels 
a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.